Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, how you doing, podcast peeps? Let's talk today about the prosperity power of forgiveness. Interesting thing happened this week. Uh, I got a message from Jojo. He was writing a... uh, article for a magazine on forgiveness with uh, uh, highlighting Dr. Sean Duperon and her um, Project Forgive, the documentary she's made um, and how she's speaking with companies uh, about compassion and forgiveness and how it's kind of being embraced in the corporate world. And of course, I'm doing my programs on prosperity So he wanted to include me in this article as well. And so he was wanted to do an interview with me. And and he was looking for some background information. And I thought, oh, I'm going to send him the, uh," and he had, the reason I'm in Sean's documentary, which isn't out yet if you're looking for it. It's it's the Project Forgive documentary, but it's uh, very close to coming out. There's a, couple of uh, big uh, networks talking about picking it up or might be an independent uh, distributor. Uh, but anyway, that's um, I'm in it because of she wanted my story of how I forgave the man who shot me and left me for dead. So I thought, you know, I'm going to I'm going to get my seven spiritual laws of prosperity book. I'll pull up that document and get to the chapter on forgiveness and send that to Jojo. Uh, so he'll have the story about the guy who shot me. And I'm rereading it, looking for it, and, and I, I discovered it's not in the book. <laughs> I didn't even mention that in the book. Um, for whatever reason, the story I told in the book was how I needed to forgive the surgeon in the emergency room who saved my life. Uh, So let me get into it with you because I think this is really vital to manifesting health, happiness, prosperity, harmony in your life. Uh, This this requirement that we have to forgive ourselves and others. So to make a uh, long, traumatic story short, it was the cocaine cowboy days of Miami. It was that thin line between Saturday night and Sunday morning. And I was just coming home from a night of clubbing. And uh, it was, I don't know, 2.33 in the morning. And uh, I had just got out of my car and I, I saw a guy kind of, ambling up toward me and uh, you know there's a lot of nightclubs there I was in South Beach uh, and um, I figured he's gonna ask where Club New is or something like that want to bum a cigarette or something and I realized he's got a gun and he's there and he's a crackhead there to rob me and uh, I'm like trying to calm him down and say, hey, dude, this is all the money I got here. Just take it. Go ahead. Because um, there's another, uh, he 
he's got an accomplice in the car waiting um, who was just idling and of course the guy could just run me over with the car so although I'm trained to defend myself the smartest scenario in that kind of situation is usually just de-escalate you know the couple of bucks I had isn't worth anything somebody's holding a gun to your head which he was pointing at my forehead so you know you get shot there you're dead even if you're not dead you're dead because you're a vegetable right so um, I'm trying to be calm and rational and talk this guy down but of course he's a crackhead he's high he's not calm he's not rational and that kind of approach isn't going to work with him um, so he ends up shooting me and leaves me for dead in the street and I'm sitting there in a pool of blood laying there in a pool of blood in the street right across from my apartment and uh, realize and I'm thinking you know this gunshot is so loud I figure lights are gonna come on doors are gonna open and people are gonna run down and none of that stuff happens and I just see this pool of blood getting larger around me and I realize if I don't get in get up walk get across the street go upstairs to my apartment and call 911 I'm gonna die in the street so I rip off the, the, the shirt I'm wearing and tie it around my abdomen which is where he shot me in the abdomen at. Uh, eventually that's where the, he ended up uh, shooting me. Uh, so I tie this around my abdomen to try to, to stem the bleeding some. And I do make it up to my house and dial 911 and get an ambulance on the way. And um, so you probably figured out by now that I live, because <laughs> you're pretty smart listeners. <laughs> Uh, but the thing is, uh, I had to forgive that guy because, and it was really a horrific time in my life. It was, uh, it, it was I was, I had uh, complications from the shooting and the surgery for more than two years. Um, a lot of negative energy, uh, was very, I would wake up. I lived in that apartment for another year or two after that. And, some nights I would just wake up, particularly the, the, the next couple of weeks, I would wake up around that time and just go to the window and see if this guy was walking around down there because they never caught him. They did uh, catch the guy who was in the car and he had another gun in the car and so he went to jail, um, but they never got the guy who shot me. and. Um, so I had to forgive both these guys, right? Uh, and because of course, and you know this, but I have to remind you probably, when you, you have this vengeance, when you're looking for revenge, it's just acid in your soul. And you cannot be prosperous when you're holding out for vengeance. And, um, the other part of the story, which is what made it into the book, was they, uh, so they rushed me to the ER, they um, saved my life, they do the operation, I wake up, the doctor, you know, in the, the recovery room, the doctor's hovering over my bed, he tells me the surgery went great, they took the bullet out, um, and 
while they were in there, they took out my appendix. And that jolted me. I'm like, the appendix is on the, the right side. The, 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 the bullet was in the left side. Why, why did you take out my appendix? And he replied that that's just standard procedure. When you open up somebody, you're in there anyway, take it out because they might get appendicitis later and then they'd have to have another surgery. And you don't need it anyway. Well, I was just apoplectic about this because the arrogance and the audacity of someone to take a organ out of your body without your consent, thinking that they're just doing you a favor was just, you know, I, I had the hardest time dealing with that. Uh, and again, it, it took forgiveness. It was me recognizing, hey, these people saved my life and they did it in the best way they knew how to do it at the time. And the guy who shot me was doing the best he could with what he was dealing with in life. And I know what it is to be powerless over an addiction. I have experienced that in my life. So I'm, I'm not so quick to judge someone else who's under the, uh, uh, the, 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 the the thrall of an addiction um, and that was really uh, how I moved forward when I forgave everybody um, and the other big thing that I want to talk about with you guys today on this podcast is the necessity to forgive yourself all these prosperity seminars I've done and it's thousands uh, I can always say okay and who's the hardest person in the world to forgive and I know that if there's 2,000 people in the audience 2,000 people are going to say myself uh, we are so hard on ourselves you got to understand that we don't have a realistic perspective of who we are versus the rest of the other people on this planet. Because you know every horrible thought you ever had, every jealous thought, every petty thought, you know every misbehavior you've ever done. And if you're like me, you've done horrible things, right? I was an addict. I did horrible things as an addict. I just did. Um, you guys who know my story know I was in jail for armed robbery at 15 years old. Uh, so, and maybe you weren't in jail at 15 years old, but you have done many things. You have said many things that you regret immensely. Um, and you have this wrong perspective because you think you're the only person in the world who did that because you have this perspective of other people from their Instagram posts and there they are working with charities and doing fancy trips and eating at cool restaurants and saving puppies and kittens and rainbows and unicorns and 
Um, it's all this make-believe life that people put on social media. The make-believe life that we see in, uh, on TV and in the movies. And so it seems like all these people on TV have their life so together, right? But think about Bill Cosby. I mean, he looked to be the most happy, well-adjusted, successful person you watched his Dr. Huxtable show, I mean, the idea, and you just felt like that's what Bill was like. And the reality, quite different. Harvey Weinstein, reality, quite different, right? Um, think of the, you know, the, the celebrities who have committed suicide, who everybody thought that they lived these idealistic, ide idyllic uh, uh, lives. And everybody has issues, everybody has guilt, uh, and everybody has done things they wish they hadn't done. They've said things they, they wish they hadn't said. And the only way you will ever experience prosperity is if you forgive yourself. First, you know, you. I know it's the hardest. I get it. I know what you're going through, but I promise you, and I went through it. You've got to do it. So let me give you three steps. Step number one: mentally forgive everybody you're out of harmony with. Number two: mentally ask for forgiveness from the people you have wronged in the past gossiped about, you were involved with lawsuits with, or any other disharmony. Even, and I'm just saying mentally ask for it. You don't have to be there, you don't have to call them, you don't have to, you just have to mentally ask them because we give forgiveness not for the other person, which is why we think we do it. We give forgiveness because it benefits us. Because this vengeance is just a, an acid uh, eating your, your consciousness away. Your heart can hold one dominant emotion. And if you're hanging on to vengeance, you cannot have love. Your mind can hold one dominant thought. If your thought is revenge, there's no place for harmony. There's no place for love. When revenge walks out, love can walk in. So um, not only did I forgive the guy who shot me, the doctor, and I did all that mentally, but I also asked mentally for forgiveness just to send that energy into the universe uh, to the people that I know I have wronged in the past. And there's people that I'll never see again that... I did something, it was horrible, and I uh, wish I wouldn't have done it, and they may not even be alive anymore. They, I don't know where they are, where they moved, I'll never see them again. But I still mentally sent that energy out in the universe to ask them for forgiveness. So and that's the second one. And then the third step is, if you have accused yourself of failure or mistakes, forgive yourself. Um, I like to use affirmations, right? Uh, most of you know. Um, so for other people, I, I would just affirm, forgiveness sets us free. 
another one I use is divine order produces perfect harmony between us. So even people when had a guy who was uh, you know named me in a lawsuit. He was uh, fighting some company, and I had a, a you know a fringe affiliation had nothing to do with the circumstances he was suing them for but he put me in there because you know people like to throw in more deep pockets and see if you know I would settle or my insurance company would settle because it was kind of a uh, you know a money grubbing thing he was doing and I just mentally forgave him uh, mentally asked for forgiveness for whatever he felt that I had done to wrong him or be involved in that, uh, and then I, you know, got a call from the lawyer. Hey, I don't know what happened, but they dropped you from the lawsuit. <laughs> um, I believe it's because I sent that energy out there into the universe. And then for yourself, the, the the affirmation that I use for my own self is: I have grown in my consciousness and release the old me. I forgive myself and move forward to accept my abundance. And when you do those three steps, when they're completed, number one, you mentally forgive everyone you were out of harmony with. Number two, mentally ask for forgiveness from the people you have wronged in the past. And number three, forgive yourself. When these three steps are completed, I really believe the rich avenue of divine prosperity will open up for you. All right, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, rate the podcast on iTunes. Tell your friends about it. Go out today and be amazing. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, Let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.